Welcome to episode four of Platform. Today, we're talking to Blake Bird. Blake is one of the longest standing members of the London skate scene. He has been around for as long as I can remember, seen him just as a tiny little guy in Unity magazine. Um, he has pretty much attended every event there is in the UK for the past at least two decades. It just feels like he's been around forever in our scene. I can't really imagine him not being in it. Um, in addition to being a sponsored skater for both Razors and Blade Club, he is also heavily involved in Bay 66 Skate Park. I think he does a lot of construction there and actually working in it as well. And when he's not doing that, he's traveling the world, uh, judging at fees events. So basically he's involved in most aspects of modern aggressive rollerblading. So I just thought it'd be really interesting to speak to him and get his take on various aspects of the sport, how he first got involved with it, and yeah, just find out more about his life. I love how your name on this is Birdman. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, someone else. Someone else. Yeah, someone else set it up. Uh, I do have a Zoom birthday party back in May. Because that's that's the year we're living in these days. Just get that pissed is. with your mates and you're all in different living rooms, yeah? Yeah, well, no, I wasn't drinking at the time. So I was doing, uh, I was on like sobriety from like December. Why? <laughs> Huh? Why? Why? Because I had to, mate. Okay. Yeah. Is that your way of saying you were hitting it hard before that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Say the drugs and the alcohol was getting a bit too, a bit too much. All right. Okay. How's have you sorted the housing situation? What's going on with that? Uh, yeah, sorted it. Um, well, not sorted yet. We've got to move out where we are on the twenty-six, and then. don't move into the new place till the second. So, wait, what? So less than two weeks? <laughs> uh, yeah, we move out in the twenty-six, but our new place isn't oh, like available. Yeah. yeah, our new place isn't available until the second. So, right. Is is that you and your girlfriend? Yeah, both of us. Yeah. That's a lot of crap to be carrying around. Yeah. So, I, well, luckily the skate park's closed because we're going to stick it in there until we move in. Oh, yeah, right. I keep forgetting you guys are in different measures because we've still got ours open up here. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Is it still open, skate parks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the, uh, Most of them are still open. There's a couple of like uh, ones that are... The one in East Kilbride's closed just because they've yeah. decided, yeah, to take the advice of the council. But uh, Unit 23 and Lodenby are still open. Yeah, because I said, yeah, actually, I've seen clips of Russell today. So, of course, there's still. Oh, yeah, he pretty much lives at that skate park. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Although he doesn't care anyway. Yeah, even when it's raining, he's just out skating handrails on his own, like a psychopath. Standard standard Scottish behaviour, no? Yeah. Um, Oh, but you'd love Loden Bay. The bow is, it's probably one of the best bowls I've ever skated. Yeah, it looks fucking amazing. Um, Just in terms of how easy it is to, like, glide around it. Yeah. Yeah. totally forgot what I was going to say. Am I not right in thinking like you grew up in the East End? So why are you living yeah. in the West now? 
It's easier to work, isn't it? Saves an hour and 30 minute commute. Right. And the place where we was at, because we're in a guardianship at the minute, so it's like half the price rent, you know? I have no it's idea like what rent. a guardianship is. So you're going to explain that to me. Uh, it's um, people, they, they when they're getting ready to knock buildings down, once they get all the tenants out to stop people squatting. Right, they okay. Living, right. living guardians. So you live in the properties. So what, like like what Cavan does in in uh, Amsterdam? Or I don't know. If yeah, you know I think so. Yeah. Right, okay. They're, they're all, they're all, all over the world. So within, this is our second one now. So we've had like seven months in each. At like, right. It's like, I don't know, 900 quid a month instead of like, we're going to two bedroom. So what's that like? It's going to be like 1600, 1700 a month. Good old London prices, eh? Oh man, I do not miss paying. I think I was paying, <laughs> I think I was paying over 700 quid a month for a room, a room in yeah. a townhouse. Yeah, that was, yeah, I don't miss that in the slightest. Yeah. Is it not a bit weird tough. living in like empty buildings though? Does it not feel a bit eerie? It's or? not empty. It's the one we was in in Acton. We was in like a, a fucking massive tower block. There was about 10 people living in it. That was a right. bit weird. But this one, is there's like a full community still in it. So okay, yeah, I could handle that. It, it would yeah. creep me out being in, a, like if it was a big building and I knew that we were the only property like occupied yeah. in there, that would feel weird. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the one in Acton was strange. The lift was well rickety, like so. You just to be rattling up as you're going up, you know, to the fifth floor. You're like, cool. This yeah, breaks. I've got no one to shout out to. Great. Yeah, no, it broke. It broke down on me a couple of times. It's quite fun actually. But I'm used to it. We grew up in it in East London. We grew up in tower blocks. So. All right. Okay. You try uh, and just get somewhere, you know, open the door, slide out, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you can. Uh, just pull a full diehard John McLean, yeah, right. Cool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. But, but Bruce Willis, mate. <laughs> um, so the new section came out at thir- You're thirty eight, aren't you? Yeah, thirty eight. Yeah. When mate. I saw you at Winter Clash, I did not think that section was coming out. <laughs> like you know, yeah. I'm all about positivity and all that, but you were, yeah, yeah. you you were you were looking a bit. Yeah, you, I was you were chilling. A bit rusty. Yeah, my back was quite bad at Winter Clash, that's why. Uh, I fucked it up quite badly in January. So Winter Clash was like, well, really, I shouldn't have skated. I skated the bowl, and I really shouldn't have even done that. I should have just fucking sat down. But well, I wasn't drinking and stuff. I kind of had to do something okay. to keep myself active. Otherwise, Winter Clash sober is a very, it's very strange. Yeah, especially strange after like... Event. Especially after like five, six o'clock at night, because then everyone starts to get a bit pissed. And, well, yeah, and everyone, you just like stay away from me. Yeah, like, drunk people spit, are annoying when, when you're sober. Yeah, it's really bad. You really notice it. Like, even your own mates, you're like, I you're like, really fuck, you're like annoying. You yeah, what the fuck, man? Stop spitting at me. You yeah. told me the same thing five times already. Like, yeah, I bumped into Sam on Friday night, and I think he he must have slapped me about. I'm going to say five or six times in the face. And I was like, Sam, if you do that again. Yeah, he likes to get a bit fresh. You and now are going to fall out. And he just, he just kept laughing in my face. And I was like, all right. Yeah. And I saw him the next day and he had no recollection at no. all. Yeah, of us even, yeah. Um, yeah. Normally so, by that point, I'd just slap him in the dick. 
And then still have done with it. He was he was that drunk. I think I could have done anything. He'd have been he'd have been all right with it. Yeah. Yeah, a good sweep. A good sweep normally sorts him out. Right. Okay. I'll I'll know that yeah. for a future. Yeah. Um, future reference. Haven't you had back problems for a while though? Because I remember you've you've. Had, oh, my back's been fucked for a long. I really damaged it. Um, skating for that years ago at PlayStation. Right. And um, I've never got it sorted. Like most of the shit in my life, I've not, I've never got it. I, I think that's the same for it. all skaters. Like if, <laughs> if the pain just goes away for like enough that you can cope, you're like, yeah, it's fine. Just keep going. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's fine. And then, um, yeah, but this year, obviously, with everything going on, I'm meant to be going to physio and everything, but there's no physio. There's no like one to one. Just like you can't be assessed, you know, you can't be anything. So I've had an x ray. I know three of my lower discs have got. Quite a lot of wear on him, right? And um, it's about it. I'm waiting for MRI, waiting for physio. Yeah, it's just fucked at the minute. Yeah, but I'm well, doing, um, doing well. I say doing. I'm fucking slack, but uh, back exercises. I was doing quite regularly during the okay. last lockdown. So, yeah, anything in the section is that is like tighter jeans is pre-back, and anything in baggies is after back that's what i was going to ask how much of it you you had finished before you got hurt and then how much you had left to do right okay so what yeah as in it was just easier skating and baggier clothes or what i just kind of went back i just you know i always skated in baggy jeans i don't know why i I look at skating in tight jeans i'm like what are you doing it looks so bad baggies on okay it's just in it's restrictive I've, and I've got bigger, you know, since I've quit doing drugs and drinking a lot. I've, my legs have like, doubled in size. So. Is that your way of saying you've got a bit chunky on us? So yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got a little chunk on, but it's right. right. right okay. A little bit of chunk. Um, there were some... There were some pretty beast tricks in that. There were some decent sized wall rides and at least two kink rails. See the yeah. see the kink rail you did with the helmet on and it goes into the underpass? Is that the one yeah. that used to be in Unity magazine? Yeah, that's Ilford. Is it... I'm trying to remember. It's Ilford, it. Ilford Rao, is it? They're in the How to Skate magazine that me and Matt King was in years ago. That's, I'm sure I remember seeing Matt King saw on it before. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been around for it's like a big roundabout area and there's just tons. Dirt. Bowers had some clips in some stuff around there. It's just, yeah, it's been part of through skating for years. So I, I thought they looked really familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's ghetto it's gully there's glass everywhere it's fucking people homeless sleeping under the underpass it's like classic London spot yeah yeah that's where (laughs) that's where every good spot in any city is it's just (laughs) the absolute shittiest part of town Um, there was also a couple of spots in there I hadn't seen before the the spot where you do the soul line and the ledges it looks like it's it looks like it's it, it would be in the arches near like the IMAX or whatever I don't know Uh, it's London Bridge London, London Bridge, Bridge. right, okay. I've, yeah, we, those have got to be new, aren't they? They was fairly new, but now I was uh, I was there, I was out with Johnny the other day, but we went past it, and they've actually, they built them with caps in, so they had gaps in them already. Right. But you can't see from the, the clip, really, unless you pause it, but they've got, the like, the notches cut out of them. Okay. And then, but I went back there the other day, and they've actually capped them as well. Now. So they've got the notches, and they're capped. That didn't take long. All right. Um, it took a while, but that that was that that line must have been about a year ago. 
maybe right, okay. yeah over a year ago it was like early early summer last year that's what I was going to ask because how how long had you been filming that for then if you took time off when you were hurt uh, probably about 18 months I'd say the first clips alright okay that's a, a long time okay yeah well I've never I've never spent like unless it was like a, for a video part maybe like egg or team or something like, I've never actually spent more than like a month filming an edit you know even all those ones for like shadow and slapped up and stuff like that. that you yeah, did they was all. Some of them was over a weekend, like when I was younger. Okay, hey, those yeah, weren't was, that long ago. Some of those were only like <laughs> three, four years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know that. There's one I think with Shaman. It's on the Blue Events. I think it's a slapped up one. It's like that was yeah, yeah, yeah. that was filmed on a on two on a weekend, Saturday and a Sunday. Right. Okay. I think Matt Watts one was was over quite a period of time as well. The Seed in the City one. But still, like, all below, like, a year, easy. Yeah, because the Seed in the City was when, that's when I was living in London, because I remember you filming part of that down at, what's it called, the Quay or whatever those long... The City curved, Basin. Is that what it's called, the long marble ledges, like the curved ones? Curved ones. I think it's down by... Oh, Heron, Heron Quay. That's the one, yeah, yeah, down there. Yeah, under the, under the station by Docklands, by yeah. Spinney Wharf. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right, okay. Um, so if the skate park, if the skate park's not open, how long have you been working there? 11 years, I'd say. Right. Okay. 10 years. Not since it was called PlayStation though. Only since it was Ah, called. No, no, no. When it was just a skate park, man. When it was down and out. When it was nearly like broken. So how's that, like, does that mean, have they put you on furlough or what, like? Uh, Yeah, furlough for this month, as far as I know. And I've been... We're going to be building a few more bits again. So I'll be down there doing a bit of that in between moving all my shit there. They seem to always be building new obstacles. Where where the hell are they getting the money for that? Like most skate parks uh, are suffering, but they seem to just be like revamping the place all the yeah, time. Yeah, the last one, the last one we have uh, Rockstar is sponsoring it now. Right. The games, the games company. Because um, the guys, the guy who owns Rockstar, his son skateboards. Okay. So he really digs what we do there. He loves like the whole atmosphere of the place. Like he sees how we help the kids and everything. So they pumped a load of money in for the last one. So we built all the new boxes and that whole new section was basically from them. And right. before that it was Nike. Nike spent like half a million pounds. Yeah, I remember that. Place. Half a million, Jesus Christ. Mm. Okay. Nice. Yeah, and they had it for like seven years or something. Okay. But they wasn't, for, for anything to do with blading, it was like nothing, you know. I couldn't hold competitions there, couldn't do anything there. They wouldn't let us do nothing. It seems odd that they wouldn't want events there. Oh, you, yeah, mean, they you mean as in they only wanted skateboarding events? They, they only wanted Nike events. We couldn't have right. fans, team come down. We couldn't have any like skateboard brands that wasn't anything to do with Nike basically come to the place and do demos. That's weird because you'd think they'd be happy with like the subliminal advertising because surely their logo was on everything. Yeah, logo was everywhere, you know, but no, they wouldn't. A few people approached us, like I think Vans were doing a demo, I think like loads of other ones and um, the boss asked like the people like, and they were just like, no. 
we basically own your rights to anything, so you can't do anything. So if he's just finished, like, basically building all those boxes and rails and stuff, and that bowl, like, the massive bowl isn't that old either, what what he's no. going to build? Uh, well, we got, we're building a rail, a long and down rail, like round one, in the middle of that big box. And then um, there's just a court pipe that's got to go on the end, just in front of, like, we built, like, a little spine area and a rolling. But the whole place is going to be getting redeveloped soon, so... There'll be a jump box section, a big rhythm section by the railway tracks and stuff. Okay. So, oh, that'll be like like it was at the very yeah. beginning then. Because yeah. that's yeah. where People it used to have been... the, the famous Latimer Elliot Fishbrain yeah. wall rides section. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, okay. That'll keep that'll keep you busy then. Um, yeah, yeah, it should do, definitely. Especially now that you've not got fees to travel the world for. What's what's going well, on with that? Oh, who knows, man? I did the uh, online judging. What was that for? For the EFIs they did. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, that was a weird competition. The way that yeah, it was they should strange. not... Strange. The let... voting system and that was strange to public. That was weird. Uh, well, that wasn't even the bit I was thinking about. That It proved that there was a massive blading community in Brazil because there was all these unknown guys from Brazil doing royals and handrails and getting like 300 votes, which... Like they must have a huge community or something going on out there. And their, that... their family, everyone loves it, don't they? They're like, they're, I don't know. They got strong. If like like Calio, you know, if he's over here, like basically everybody in Brazil probably thinks he's a superstar because he's living in Europe. You know, he's like made it out of the hood. That's, yeah, so... I suppose there is that. Yeah, there's definitely that aspect. It was more the it was more the categories because you had you had girl you had people in the girls category and the pro category. And some of them were doing like corkscrews and misty flips and like you had like Mary Minaz doing like front flips over boxes and shit. And then you had other girls that couldn't stall a coping and they're both in yeah. the whole category. And I was like, this doesn't, and it was the same. It wasn't just the girls. It was the same in the guys ones. There was guys No, because they category. left it, they, they left it down to the people to choose what they wanted to be in. You know, and if you do that, you're always going to, it's always going to be a problem. Yeah, there was, there was. Right. People in some of those in some of those categories that had no business being in there, and they made life harder for themselves. There was some that well, exactly. You could have entered the amateur and done quite well. Yeah, you could have actually won something. <laughs> could like, have gotten like the top five instead of getting annihilated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Instead of coming last or something. But I don't know if they want to put themselves there. You know, it's up to them. But it kind of devalues the whole. For me, it devalues the whole thing of being a pro or something. You know, right. Yeah, if yeah. you can just register register yourself, like, and there's no like governing body to like. Yeah, choose. there's got to some be some kind of monitoring of it. Yeah, yeah, like yo-yo, like for Winter Clash, you know, you can't just turn up and be like, "Oh, an Escape Pro." He's just going to be like, "Well, no." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you're like famous in like Timbuktu, you know, like, or you're the superstar, like. You have to skate amateur, you know, or if, unless you've got a pro boot sponsor or like a will, like or something, you know. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, or you've like placed in like fees competitions, you know. If you skated pro comps and placed high, you know, it will do. It'll put you in. But if you're just turning up like randomly, you got to skate amateur. And like, yeah, I think a lot of people get pissed of... off with that. Yeah, there's got to be some but, kind of moderation of it. Otherwise, yeah, of course there does. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Um, 
So you've there's been no update on when fees will be able to hold another event, or they've like not talked uh, about there it. There was anyway. there was meant to be talk of Japan still happening in China this year, but I assume that's out of the window now, as far as I know. So depending on what happens with this world travel stuff, it's probably I can't see it happening at least till summer next year or something. Right. I was just because when Joe put up his post about because he's obviously at that Barcelona event and then he put I'm sure he put like a Mexican flag or something when Mexico next stop and I was just wondering yeah. if that had anything to do with fees or if he's just continuing. No, his, he's just his on his jollies, man. man. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. just on his he's just on his jollies, man. Just doing what Joe does, you know. It's, it's I think like, his plan is to to go and get into America somehow. From what I was, yeah, I had a FaceTime with him a little while ago, right, like a couple of weeks ago. He was asking me, "What should I do? Should I come home, or should I do this?" I was like, "Mate, it's up to you. Fucking do what you want to do." It's, it's so funny. He's just like a total law unto himself because it's like it's like coronavirus has had zero effect on his lifestyle whatsoever. Like, yeah, America got locked down. He was like, "Cool, I'm just staying at this guy's like camp yeah. compound for however long it was." Yeah, and then... it's not a bad place to get locked up, is it? You know, fucking massive bowl by the lake. Yeah, if anything that benefits, he's like, cool, I've got a training ground I can live at. This is, yeah, this will do nicely. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he still just seems to be still going to events, still winning events. So for him, it's it's just another year with less competitions. Yeah, yeah. But, well, if it's, yeah, if it's just Joe's just going to do Joe, you know. Good <laughs> luck to him. He, like, deserves, like, I think it's weird, like, I don't know, like CJ's stuck in uh, Australia, you know. Like he's stuck. Like he can't go anywhere. Yeah. Like I think if those guys had the opportunity, everyone would be doing what Joe's doing. You know. Oh yeah. Like yeah. If if you weren't confined and yeah, you had the option. Of course, if if you don't have anything holding you back, it's got to be tough for CJ because I'm sure he's got a missus as well, and she's probably where back home or yeah, she's in France. I think and he's in Australia, and there's no. There's no go between any of those countries at the minute, so it's pretty fucked yeah. up. <laughs> so asking you about your future plans basically makes no sense whatsoever because you don't have any future plans because there's no, that, there's that moving, plan for. <laughs> moving, taking a shit in a couple of hours, maybe. That's a future plan. Um, Cooking dinner tonight, having some lunch. It still that seems like it, everyone's right? really active in the London scene, though. Like, uh, I think the first... The first one we took pretty seriously, you know, like all of us, like I didn't, I didn't left the house to go shopping, you know, and get on, maybe go on a little recreational skate with my girlfriend. Like we all more or less did, well, majority of us did like eight weeks or something, like no socialising. Yeah. But then it's just the, the guidelines, you know, they're just, everything's so flimsy, like with the rules on what you can and you can't do. Like you can go out, but don't go out. Oh well, maybe go and get, go out, but don't stay out too long. Like so, it's like yeah, oh, go out and exercise. Don't go out, but don't go out and see. Like you know, you can go. You could go to the pub, but you couldn't go to the hospital to see your dying relative. You know, that's what makes no sense to me. It was it was a lot simpler, and it was just like stay at home, only go out for food and exercise. That made sense. Yeah. But then when it was like, oh, you can go out, but you can only meet from like one other household and it has to be six people. And if it's outside, it can be like eight. But and yet then that's just, no one's going to be able to keep track of that. So yeah. Yeah. It's just, so now I think everyone's like, well, we've done however many months we've done of it. Like none of us have really had it. 
like Johnny got it. Like so, Johnny's the only one out of all of us that kind of been sick or been tested for it. You know. Okay. So, but then I guess it is one of these things that it's going to have a much lesser effect on people that are young and active. So. Well, yeah, but if you get it, you're going to get. You know, you feel going to feel sick for like a couple of weeks, or you're going to like your energy levels are going to be toast. Yeah. But I think we've handled it so long. Like none of us were going to the pubs, you know. Well, I wasn't. Like we wasn't out drinking or like doing stuff. So we were just out skating. Like the Thursday nights, we were getting pretty mental. Like the skate park. Well, that's because every like that's because every thirty-something-year-old blader has rediscovered their skates or found them yeah, in the back yeah. of their no, it's, in the back of their cupboard yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Like it's like you know, fifty, sixty rollerbladers, you know. Like all turning up to a session. It's like, well, are we in the early nineties again or something? Yeah, that is quite a lot. Yeah, we, we yeah we're starting to get like up to twenty people on a Thursday night at Unit Twenty Three, and that's yeah that seems like a lot because it used to be yeah. there'd be like four of us. Maybe yeah, exactly. That was that was it. Like the tight knit like yeah. community. Um, and sometimes people show up, and you're like, who the fuck? Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Who are you mate? <laughs> Where have you been? What's like, your name? Well, <laughs> no, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, it's it's weird when someone shows up and you don't recognise them. You're like, all right, okay. Um, yeah, that's like it's like that on the first day. Like people just turning up. You're like, no, right, mate. Like, yeah, yeah, I just came back in the day uh, from so and so. Cool. Nice one. <laughs> like, let's go. You're like, cool. It's just like looking on UKBC now. It seems like every day someone's like, quit rollerblading for twenty years back, and like, it hurts. And you're like, yeah, funny that it, it always hurts. Yes. You just forgot. You just exactly, forgot that yeah. it hurt. You're just younger and you you bounce better. Like. Um, well, I, see, I kind of believe that it still hurt back then. You just were young and stupid. And as you've got older, if you keep skating, you're just familiar with that feeling. Like you're familiar with yeah. like, the, the dead leg and the sore balls and the sore I shin. don't know, man. You get a shinner, man. You're never familiar with a shinner. You're still like, <laughs> ah! Oh, no, it, still, it still hurts. It still hurts like <laughs> yeah. fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And it does like take a, longer like to hip, recover now. Yeah. Yeah, one to the hip or something, you're like, oh, yeah, fuck it. That's normal. But you take a shin and you're like, oh, you're never used to that, man, that pain. <laughs> Reconsidering your life choices, you're like, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> exactly. You've got big dent with like all white stuff hanging out of your shin. You're just like, yeah. oh, man. I think I might be done. Um, but yeah, people in, like the London guys, Leon's put out that massive part this year. Uh, yeah. James put out the part this year. And then. Well, from what I hear, John's basically given it up and heading back to, is it Redden? Redden? Uh, he's going to be going back to Redden, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he's got a few projects on the way. Well, um, I know he's got, he's got, he's doing Sam Croft's new... Yeah, he's uh, doing Sam's, he's got one, section or he's, got a, he's got a bowl one, like a skate park one with Joe that he's doing as well. I thought he'd released that for Joe's fees. Part, no, or was no, that, that just was some of the clips. That was that was just parts, man. There's a lot more wilder shit that yeah, is okay. ready to come out. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for that one. That one, from what I've witnessed myself, like it's it's pretty fucking legit. So well, um, I had a pair of skates for sale, and he was like, "Man, if you sell me." I'd already sold them to someone by the time he messaged me. And he went, if you screw that guy over and sell them to me, he's like, I'll show you Joe's part. <laughs> and I was like, man, I can't do that. That's not cool. Like the guy's already yeah. sent me the money. I'm not, I'm not shafting. Yeah, yeah. But I I'm had, that guy. I had almost had the opportunity to see it. Yeah. Yeah. But then no, when, no. 
when the fees thing came out, I thought, oh, that must just have been those clips. But if there's loads more, then that's... Oh, man, that little bowl thing was just... That was nothing, man. That was them just, like, trying to wing their way into the finals and then the real shit would have came out. But um, Right, okay. He was right. never going anywhere with that edit, man. I said to him, I was like, mate, so what is this? Like, they did look... In, especially considering what we've seen Joe do the past like few years at events, you're like that. Yeah, it looked very tame for him. Yeah. Well, him and Kudo, you know, they both were like, oh, "I'll just put this in there, like, and try and do something." And then, like, Joe kind of understood it was going nowhere, but Kudo kind of like threw his toys out the pram. Like, oh, Jeremy Kudo, was, it. it looked like it was filmed in like an hour at a council skate park. Is that the one where he yeah. just he just threw the what was it? It's he just, threw, like, he just threw a backflip or something. Ledge. Yeah, backflip over the thing in Paris and then like yeah. skating this like little block. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the dinkiest like, skate park. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. like, well, I think there was a comment that like, he was like, I would have then I would have thrown out in the final. It's like, but we're not judging that on the final. We're judging you now on this. And it's it's not as good as what everyone else has put out. Like it's yeah. unfair to just be like, oh, he's Julian Cudeau, like he's gonna do something. Like, that's still the shit we're trying to get away from. Like, it's like years of everyone judging stuff. Like, that's how it's been, you know? Oh, that's so-and-so. They've got a name they deserve to go through over this guy who probably skated better than them, but fucking no one knows him, right? Yeah, that would be a bit snide if someone just did all their safety tricks and then you put them through just on the promise that they will skate incredibly hard if you put them into yeah, the Yeah, but that's how, that's how shit's been going on for years, you know? Like, that's why I tried to judge now because I can, like, that shit pissed me off. Like, so I'm just like, oh, this, that needs to change. Like, yeah, if you, you're going to do, like, you thought you fell over, okay, yeah, you can you can do, like, a double backflip in the final, but if this run isn't good enough, you know? Like, how cool, like we can't just keep doing that. Like, it just takes away so much, like, integrity from what we're trying to do. Like, or people coming into the sport and like being like, well, I'm never going to make it because I'm like going to get judged unfairly because I'm not that person. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, definitely. How how did you how long have you been judging at fees now? I think this is like my fourth or fifth year. Fourth how did maybe? you get started doing that? Um, just because uh, me and Joey used to go and skate there. We used to compete. Yeah, I remember um, that, yeah. Uh, quite a few years. And um, the guy uh, was talking to me at Winter Crash one year, Johan. I don't know if you know Johan. No. The big uh, the guy who does all the rollerblading stuff um, and a lot more. He's like Mr. Fees for us. Um, at Winter Crash, he was just like, what are you doing this year? And I was like, going to come to Fees, going to skate. You get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... Uh, the usual. Yeah, the usual. And he's like, well... Do you want to come and judge? Judge? He's like, yeah. Like, I was like, well, uh, what's the deal? Like, I'll pay you a flight, I'll pay you a hotel, and I'll pay you some money for the weekend. I was like, sweet, where do I sign up? I've heard they do take very good care of the people that, that work for them, yeah. Um, oh, God, what's... Oh, I've totally forgot his name. Oh, I feel really bad now. Uh, the guy that runs Blade Life, um, your mate. Oh, uh, not Blade Life. Blade Club. Blade Club. Oh, AJ. AJ AJ Stein, yeah. yeah. He was yeah, saying yeah. he's like, Yeah, they take they take good care of us whenever we go to events. Yeah. He loves yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean they put us in put us up in like nice hotels, feed us all for the day, you know. If you don't want it, you haven't got to spend any money. You definitely want to buy booze. Buy some booze, that's about it. 
Yeah, all of that. They look after they look after the riders as well. You know, the riders get free hotels. But if you're on their down their register, like they don't have to pay for accommodation at their spots. Okay. So you get a hotel for if you want to stay longer, you can pay extra. You, know, you can pay for the days on top, or yeah. you can find your own place. Like you, they'll get they will pay your flight there and back. That's got to be the only event in Bladen that does that at the moment. I mean, I know yeah. Winter Clash pay for some people to fly out to events, like people that they want to do, I don't know, if they want them to do like the panels or stuff like that or do night yeah. or things or particularly big skaters. But for the most part, I think, I'm pretty sure Fees is the only one that does it. Oh, yeah, and, it, and they did, they, so they do a lot with, um, they did like with the World Roller Games. Yeah. They was quite, they, they was a big part of that. So we judged for that as well. And then did the Chimera Games. Went to try. Went to Japan in January. You, you went there for that, right? Okay. That yeah. must have been wild because that's yeah, yeah it that's, was. That's the biggest prize pot. And then for someone from Japan to win it, that place must have just went like. Yeah, out. it was weird. It was like it was like an I just want to say like an island with an airport and a big like industrial building for event spaces. Okay. So it wasn't. It wasn't like. In Japan, you know, everyone's. I'm like, oh, sick, I'll go to Japan, sick, and then walk around and like get some sick food. And then I was on an island with an airport and a big industrial <laughs> unit and a few hotels. What's what's this place? Yeah, what is the? Oh, so I'm stuck on. So I'm stuck here. Oh, so I'm eating out of Seven Eleven every day. Because it's not far from where Soichiro lives, and he lives in like a small seaside town. Yeah, for what I can gather, yeah, I've never been, but yeah, well, the, the whole format of it was because they had one in Tokyo last year, but it got cancelled due to the weather. Right. So the the prize money rolled over to this one. That's why it was so big. Because I was that's up until the event happened, I was like, "That's never getting paid out." You know, you just see these things where they're like, "Oh, we're going to pay you a million dollars," and then <laughs> yeah, eighty-eight thousand dollars winner. Yeah, like. Really? And the, yeah. Okay. But for that event, they this is the thing as well. They paid for all the riders to go, and they paid them one thousand five hundred dollars just for turning up. Right. So every rider got thousand five hundred dollars handed to them, basically in an envelope. Not bad. When they turned up, so that's why Nick ended up staying for as long as he did because he just had money. Right. So he just went to Tokyo and travelled around. Like, I, I knew something was up when uh, Frankie Morales showed up at the event because I was like, he doesn't, like, he he is, you know, not very involved in bleeding anymore. Doesn't put out sections anymore. Doesn't really attend yeah. events. When when he was going, I was like, he's either really really wanting that prize money and thinking he's going to win it, or something. I think up. everyone had a, I think everyone had ideals in their heads. You know, if they could have won it. Like, I feel really bad oh, yeah, for CJ. Yeah. Because he like pulled his done like pulled a muscle in the back of his leg like yeah. literally five minutes before the competition started. I saw him saying, he, "Or did it not happen?" His did it not happen like the qualifying run or something? Or he did no, say, no, no. Was it, it was just literally before anything even started. Right. He just went to do something. It landed funny, and that was it. He was out. Like he'd done the qualifying. It was just before the finals. Ah, right. Okay, so, that must right. Remembered it wrong. Yeah, yeah. that would be. Yeah, that would be brutal. 
especially yeah, so yeah, when that, that's your thing. If you're like used to competing at that level and you have been recently and thinking, yeah, I've got a really. Oh, good he was on. Here. He was on fire, man. Yeah, yeah. He definitely had a strong, like a strong chance. Format was really strange though, as well. So was it not like was it not like a one against one? Was that? Yeah, was it was that one against one. No, it was, yeah, it was one against that like, battle. One against one, yeah. and then they had two runs in the thing in and it was three runs in the final so they basically you basically had to do three lines to better than your other guy you know so you had so an was it best score counts or did or, or was it each I one goes against each like, one yeah each one goes against each one Oh, that would suck. <laughs> what if you yeah. land all your stuff in the first one? You're like, exactly, it, you're and then fine. they're like, you've yeah. got to do two more, and you're like, no, that's exactly. that's, that's all I've got. Like that's that's it. I'm done. No, no, I'm cool. <laughs> you, you just saw like, my no, best you, stuff. <laughs> yeah, no. So they had to raise the level every one, you know. So, oh, yeah, and yeah, Sergio, like, yeah, he, yeah, he killed it. Like, he was, he was on it, and I think he was quite an underdog. You know, I don't think I think everyone kind of had eyes on Yuto. And like Joe, like even Nick can pull out stuff in that situation, you know. Oh, well, he's got just... he's got like all the circus tricks, you know, locked oh, exactly. down. He, he can just throw the flat spins and the the flips and stuff whenever, and he can tap dance on rails anytime he wants. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, but the thing, yeah, the warm up wasn't. They didn't get much warm up, so that's okay. another thing. But also, it was it was quite surprising because you had like Nigel Houston and all of those guys, and it was the same prize money. For every every sport, so like yeah. BMX, blading, and skateboarding, all the same money. That's what like, made me suspicious. See, when it was like, oh, like rollerbladers are going to get the same money as Niger, and I was like, are they fuck? Like <laughs> <laughs> that just doesn't. And if Niger finds that out, he's going to be pissed. He's like, wait a minute, uh, you're paying me the same as as rollerbladers. Like, he's well, like, that's no. it. Yeah, he's like, I don't earn rollerblader money. <laughs> well, that's it. But we, they, everyone was in the same hotel. Right. But everyone was all chilling together. Like, yeah, it was good. Like, yeah. majority of them, are, majority of them are cool. But yeah, he's obviously he's Niger Houston. He owns millions of dollars. You know, like, I love how you just went. Majority, majority of the skaters are cool. But then you see, like, you get some, you get some role builders that are dickheads. So that's like saying everyone's yeah. a dickhead, man. There's dickheads in every sport. You know, yeah, exactly. if you're a dickhead, you're a dick. And even in every walk of life, man, there's everyone. You know, dickheads everywhere. Um, but something you can be like there's being a dickhead and there's just having a bit of humility like you know like being humble with it and i think when you just get that much money you, you're just jaded to anything you know like he's just got like four yeah. four girlfriends or something you know <laughs> he has like mad pool parties with like loads of birds and he's just kick flipping his stairs so it's like there's, yeah there's got to become a certain stage of success where you get to where you just become detached from reality because you're like well you know, normal stuff that people get excited about that just means nothing to me anymore. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know if I get that because, like, this, I don't know, the skate park where we are, like, you get quite a lot of famous people through the doors. Okay. You know, like David Beckham, kid come there, they skate. Like, he's been there a couple of times. Really nice guy. All right. Paul Weller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Beckham, yeah, yeah it's really cool. His kids are cool. Right, they're really, like, down to earth. Like, kids talk to people haven't got much ego going on they're just there to skate they're not like trying to pose or anything uh paul weller really nice guy like his kids skateboard um who else the guy from um lord of the rings who played smeagol like he's been in and out 
Okay. Like, it's, it's, it's insane. I was about to say, over the years, there must have been, because lo- like loads of people have filmed music videos there when it was being yeah. PlayStation and whatever. And yeah, I've seen, I remember when I lived in London and worked for a music magazine, we went down there to interview Tyler, the creator one. And I think it was like the year that he basically got massive, the year that he came out with that, yeah, whatever album it was. But I remember the interview being at, what, I think it was called B66 then or whatever it's called. Yeah, it was just based on the skate park. Yeah. <laughs> it's that skate park written above the door. Yeah. Like, remember being like, yeah. we need to go to Ladbroke Grove to some weird skate park under a, under a road. And I was like, I know that one. And I was like, yeah, that's easy. I can tell you where to go. Yeah, and the, yeah right, let's okay. go. Um, right, okay. You've got to be one of the oldest guys still skating at the London, London scene now. It's got to be you and who else would there be? Um, uh, well, Rob G., Rob G still skates, even okay. after everything, you know, he's still going. Uh, Paul O'Toole, Paul O'Toole turned up 40 this year. I saw he's got back into it, but he's not, yeah, he's, he's, back he's into not continued, it. that's not continued service. No, he's not continued, no, but he's he's still 40 years old, you know, he not, like shattered his pelvis a few years ago, like skating drunk. Right. Didn't, yeah. But, he's not had the best luck on skates because he didn't he get hit no, by a car in hoax three, hoax four? Oaks, I don't know if that was Paul, but he um he broke both his elbows with a collision with Mackie at one point. Didn't but, I, um, I remember him being in a really bad accident in like the nineties? Was that not him? No, I think that was him. No, because he had all the. It was definitely either VG four hoax three, and there's footage of him, and he's just got like cuts all over his face. I he just had cuts in general. He was just a <laughs> rago child. Right, he's, yeah. had the, he's got the birthmarks anyway on his face. Right. So, but yeah, he was just he's just a rag kid. Like, still is a rag band, but he's skating again, and he's really skating well. He's skating really okay. well. I saw that. Yeah, well, I've seen in the past couple of years, Charlie Lockyer's been back on it again, and still just yeah. hucks flat spins. But he seems just as mental as he's always been. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's back on it. Them two have got like a little rivalry going on. I think they're gonna. Have, like, I'm, I'm sure they do. I think they got a game of skate that's coming up at some point. Um, right, it'd be okay. quite good to watch. Um, so you, Rob G, how how's? Oh, I can't remember his real name. Stig, who's the guy that used to take photos? Stig Gareth Morton. Gareth Morton, that's it. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, be, he's, yeah, he's, he's got to be on a bit. Yeah, 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 forty, maybe forty-one. AC Little Skates. Um, there's a few of us, you know. It's good. So, what year did you start then? Because I started in ninety. Four, I think it was, and you must have either been around then or before then, because I remember like opening up Unity magazines, like some of the early editions just after it came out of Skater Mag, and you were already appearing in them at competitions. Yeah, yeah, I was on like the, that. I was on the cover of one in ninety five, ninety six. I want to say, but I used to um, quad skate first. Okay. So I used to skate mini ramp on my quads with a Senate T-shirt. And, right. <laughs> so I couldn't afford inlines at then. No, there was right. no way my mum was forking out. To, uh, I asked her one time, she slapped me. So, I mean, that's fair enough because back, see, when you look at magazines back then, like Majestic yeah. 12s were like 270 quid. Yeah. They're, they're cheaper quid. now than they were then. Yeah, of course they were. It's the fucking same plastic. They better but, be cheaper. But they went the opposite direction of inflation. By, by those yeah. standards, they should be at least 400 quid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well. 
for them. <laughs> but think about how but, much um, a Freddo bar was ten pence, and now it's like you know. So by those yeah. standards, um, so yeah. how did you first? How did you first find out about skating then? Uh, well, we used to roller skate around the area where we lived. Just as little street children, you know, there was um, a sports shop on the corner um, near Mare Street in Hackney. Okay. There, there were some roller skates in there, but a couple of the kids on the block had some roller skates. I thought, yeah, I want some roller skates. We used to skate up and down. And then I moved and I started hanging around with people I used to go to like nursery school with. So I used to live in London and then I moved away for a few years to like the countryside and then moved back and then reconnected with like old friends. And then at one point we used to just go to Liverpool Street and get chased off the security guard. It was literally okay. just being shits on yep, the those kind of kids. Jumping yep. the stairs, yeah, literally knowing nothing. And then a friend's dad took us to Rom skate park. And then that was like, ring a bell. All right. yeah, Rom is like a really old, old skate park um, in Brumford. So yeah, took us there and it was just like, wow. And then me and my friend Jordan used to skate, Murphy. Um, we bumped into this kid, Carl, his name, Carl Slater. Uh, he was a graffiti artist, used to write Element as well. Okay. And um, we bumped into him and he had grind wheels, grind plates, crank straps. He had everything. We were just like, whoa. Just all, all the accessories. You're like, he oh, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing like royales and that, and we were just like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is amazing. So then um, there was a mini ramp opened up in a local adventure, which is fucking ghetto. It had no platform on one side, it had like a hole in the other platform. I think everyone skated a ramp with that at one point, yeah. A ramp, yeah. That you, you could die from not actually missing a trick, you could die oh, you from could, just yeah. going off the other side, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, so we'd go. We'd skate that with him and then we'd go to Romford and then like bumped into like some older bladers who had a son that used to skate as well, Andy. And then I bought some second hand Majestics off of him for like 50 quid. It just went from there. So, so your first experience was actually seeing someone in the flesh skating. It wasn't seeing it on TV or anything like that. No, no, yeah. Someone in the flesh, yeah. Like, yeah. I actually saw him doing like backside stalls on the coping and we were just like, this guy's king. Like, we worshipped him at one point. <laughs> so I mean, especially when you see, like, if you're a little kid and you see it, because I remember, you know, just growing up on the street and you'd see guys in BMXs just going over like a wooden shitty ramp that they made just outside your front house, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, well, we used to do I that as do well, that. man." So yeah. when you, so if you see someone in skates, you're like, even if you've got no interest in skates up until that point, and you see some guy just, I don't know, huck, like just a yeah. straight gap off a ramp. You're like, well, that guy's amazing. That guy's could be yeah, the best well, war blader I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went, there was, um, they built a mini ramp in Hackney Wick. And there was like grand gestures. It's part of the Olympic stadium now, not the old like bike track they used to have. Right. This guy, grand gestures of like redeveloping the whole site. And there was like a mini ramp contest. And um, I'll never forget it. Like, and, like Mackie and everyone turned up like Paul, he's like stalling the back barrier and he's like FCO roams and I'm on my quads like doing front flips and like front sides <laughs> with my grind bars. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, and then just to wait from there, man, just like, then I'd say I got the, bought the second hand skates. That was it. Because I learned to grind. 
I don't know if it was, well, obviously when you're a kid, your version of reality is very different, just especially because the only inline media we had then of the UK was magazines, apart from mm-hmm. that one VHS, like Crown Jewels. But yeah. the only thing you had to go on until we were like, until DNA came out was Unity Magazine. And yeah. Unity Magazine just made London look like the most exciting place on earth with the biggest scene on earth with the best yeah. skaters on earth because you just saw people skating those ledges and yeah Pat and Oyster ledges like at, at, yeah Barbican St Paul's yeah like the yeah. with the um yeah, the kink one yeah with the yeah, that's like Pat square, Oyster, square and Oyster square and yeah. it just looked like and everyone was always at night so always and when you're a little kid well when I was like that age we weren't really allowed out at night so it's like like I was like 13 14 if I tried to go out like past eight or nine o'clock my parents would be like nah get like get the hell on the house like you're not you're you know you're gonna get beaten up if you stay out like so yeah um yeah, it's a bit different for me we was a bit like, we were just street little street dwellers when I was younger man from like 10 years old we was out and my mum used to let me travel to the west end you know, if me and my mates would go in, like we'd get on the bus, we'd go up to Piccadilly Circus, we'd be all over the place. And um, I remember I met this guy, Andy, and his son used to skate for PUB. Okay. Well, not at the time, but when I, I in later on, but I met him at Romford and he was like, he'd travel up to Wakefield and stuff all the time. And he was like, oh, do you want to come? So I went home to my mum, what must have been like 14 or something. And I said, mum, I've met this guy, Andy. Like, don't worry, he's not a paedophile. <laughs> Like, but we they, they didn't have pedophiles then. Oh, sorry, they no, did. They, they did. did they, they did. They just. Did. They just didn't have the name. So they were. Yes. They, were they were running wild. Just no one called them that then. They were yeah, just, well, they were me, just I did. Guys. I was, we were street smart, you know. We, we, I grew up like they were kids knew everything from young. Like that's a drug. That's a crackhead. Like that's an alcoholic. That guy is probably a nonce, but you don't know. He's <laughs> just gonna stay. He just, looks just like don't one. go anywhere alone with him. Yeah, yeah, just don't, just don't knock on his. Don't, just don't. If you see him late at night, just run, you know. So, um, yeah, ended up um, going up to rehab like every other weekend and sleeping in the skate park. I'm going up there with Carl and like Paul, or Jason, like Odie, and everyone would be up there. And then that's how I met Gav. Um, yeah, good friends with Gav, and then we did the uh, Nelson. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, we, then we did the, the trip to Amsterdam. Have you seen that Unity? When there's a big, it's like for the NIS 96. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. Yeah, and there's a picture of like Paul O'Toole dancing in like a tiny pair of like Nike shorts, which were mine, and he borrowed. And it, it's the size difference between us, you know, so. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah so with Gavin, Doc and everybody. So yeah, from then, like, yeah, 96, I suppose I was deep deep in this in it right fair yeah. enough yeah okay yeah, long time yeah because even at like 15 16 if i would go away and i don't know stay at chris Doughty's house which was only in edinburgh so like an hour and yeah. a half or two hours away my parents i'd come back and my parents would like would act as if i'd ran away from home they'd be like where the, where, <laughs> like, where the hell have you been like, yeah, you stayed at this what guy's do you house. mean you've been staying in and edinburgh like, who the what? hell is chris <laughs> i'm, <laughs> I'm like, my mate I was like, I just, I just met him like the other week and skating. He, he, like, he's nice enough. And they're like, it, like, and I'm like, his parents were there. And they're like, all oh, right, okay, cool, right. He's not just some yeah. We well, had to get the the parents to phone phone your random mom to middle make sure aged guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, okay. So 
when when you were skating then there was obviously you were must have been one of the younger guys so who were like the older guys in the scene that everyone i don't know yeah, looks up Paul, to then Paul or? O'Toole, Anthony Mackey, like Felipe all the basically the roadrunner crew Simeon Hartwick did Paul skate for long because it felt as if he was in and out quite quick it didn't uh, feel like he was part of the scene for that long Anthony Mackey obviously went on to be massive and win loads yeah, of well, events yeah. and Paul had Paul could have, he was sponsored by K2, you know. I remember he, that, he was, yeah. He was ready to, you know, if he had people are, it's London, it's people have hard lives, you know. People yeah. can one decision you're down a different route to somebody else. So it's hard, you know, if you haven't got family support or like a, a strong like I don't know, for me I was lucky. My mum always supported what I did, you know. She never really like she didn't come to events and stuff, but if I wanted to go somewhere, she'd give me the money and she'd let me go. So that kind that really helped, you know. But if you haven't got that kind of support, then nothing's really going to work. There's only so much you can do as a child, you know. Yeah. Before other and the street becoming naughty in London is quite easy, you know. Oh yeah, like definitely. Doing you, stupid, yeah. Doing stupid shit, hanging around with the wrong people, and back then, like a lot of people didn't encourage you to. Be a skater, you know. If you was a skater, you were like, I don't know what to do. Like, you was a pussy, you know. Well, yeah. You were doing that for you were the pussies, like. Blah, 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 blah. Like people I grew up with, you know, they'd like, they'd like want to rob my skater mates. They'd be like, oh yeah, can we rob them? Like, no, <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> or like please they the, please because. Don't. Yeah, like because I'd have like if the weekend they they wasn't allowed to come and chill in my bedroom and smoke, you know, it's because I had some skater mates around. They're like, oh, you're a go off. Like, uh, look at you with all your skater mates. Uh, it's just like, fuck off. Like, I imagine that's why you, a lot of people stopped skating though, because yeah, their non skater friends, when you know, yeah. you're at, like, yeah, you look soft or whatever, or, you know, why don't you come out drinking with us? Or, yeah, I imagine a lot of people went down that route. Yeah. And if you haven't got like a, a solid support crew, like to enable you to do that, you know, or just, I don't know. For me, it took me away from so much bullshit. Like, I was never, I don't know, like a horrible person. But a lot of people I grew up with or was around when I was where I grew up were horrible people. Right. So it's easy to get caught up in that thinking you have to impress somebody or yeah. thinking you have to be something, you know, like or following. Oh well, if they're doing it, I should be doing it. Like fuck that. Do what you want. Don't listen to anybody. And I feel that I really, like, being a kid now, like, seems awful. Like, the amount of, like, yeah. bad well, things that are just going on. It's easy to say, like, back then, oh, yeah, just do what you want to do. But when you're a teenager, that's you're not looking at it from that perspective. You're looking at no, it from, you I just want to be people. liked, or I just, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to get a tough time, or, or worse, get the shit kicked Yeah, I don't want to be beat up. Yeah, yeah. Well, he said he's going to beat me up if I don't do as he said. Yeah, you know? but now it's even worse, because now you can be bullied from inside your house, from oh, exactly. your phone like some well, of yeah, exactly. this, yeah, they can torture you here, on you your know? phone yeah, yeah um, it's like insane yeah yeah I definitely wouldn't like to go back and be a teenager now that would be fucking brutal um, yeah so growing up in that era it was like Mackie and Paul and those guys so who do you think looking back being now one of the oldest guys do you think were like the most influential Londoners like who who do you think left the biggest mark or 
Well, and the London scene. Or have you been most, yeah, impressed with over time? Because now you've got people who are part of the London scene who aren't even from London. They're just, people refer to them as London. Like people think, oh, Sam Croft's London rollerblader. But like, he's not, he's he's not from there. Like he's just just been swallowed up by the city. Yeah. Yeah, but he's left. He's left a mark that nobody else, you know. Oh yeah, like, definitely. He came. He's come to London and he's like stamped. his like, you know. But London's always been a weird, weird community, you know. Like it's always been too clicky for me. Like the London scene, even when I was younger, you know, because I never skated with like Leon and everybody. Like when they was making like the Lords of Movement or the Faculty or like their little crew they had. Like I was never part of that. But I thought like you were more like with, I thought you were more like park skating then than street skating. I see. Right? I skated. I skated street. You know, always like I just skated whatever. But, okay. But I, I enjoyed everything. You know, I skated vert. I skated park. I skated street. Like ended up in Daily Bread somehow. Like I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the guy. The guy was out taking pictures of Matt King that day, and Matt was like, "Oh, this guy's over. Do you want to come?" They was like taking pictures around the side of some pools, and I was just waxing up this, waxing up that spot, just on my own. And he just came round. He's like, "Oh, can I take a picture?" If you want to take a picture, yeah, fine. Like, didn't expect anything of it. Quit, quit skating. Went and like partied and done stupid shit for like a year, two years, and then like had an epiphany like early one morning in some random house, it's like. <laughs> Is this really what I want for my life? Like, is this where I want to be? Like, yeah, I don't think. The next morning, picked my skates up, drove, got my moped, drove to the skate park, and never looked back. Really, from then, I was like back to blading. And then went to some guy's house one day, and he's like, "Oh, you know, you're in Daily Bread." I'm like what? He's like, yeah, look, just like two years before. Like, I was like, "Ah, oh, great." That, that would be pretty surreal to see that, especially knowing. Like when you grew up in that era, knowing how significant daily bread is and how important it is to skaters. Yeah, and everyone like the boom that kind of happened in the UK with like Ollie and like James Moore and everybody. Like I just disappeared then. I was like, and then I came back and everyone's like something now, you know. And I'm just like, oh, sick <laughs> daily bread. Now I'm just like, is what it is, but. So you never answered the question. You realised that, right? What's your question? Who do, who do you think from London had like the biggest impact, or just the biggest impact on you, uh, or or in general? On me, in general, uh, Anthony Mackie had a huge one. You know, he travelled the world. He had a massive sponsorship. He had pro products. You know, he laid the foundation for like a lot of people, like in London, um, and just in general for the UK. Really, he kind of put the UK. Whenever you travel, you hear, oh, do you know Andy Mackie? You're like, yeah, no, it's a good friend of mine, you know. I mean, the guy was a computer game character, so you exactly, can't really, you know, once you're, you're immortalised in that, you've, you've pretty exactly, much sealed the deal. You're done, exactly. Yeah, so Anthony, for sure, like huge. Um, Sean Bodditon had a really good, big impact. I remember Sean. London scene. Also, also one of like the first kind of, like, he was black, wasn't he? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He was one of like the first like black like skaters I remember like rising to prominence in the UK. Yeah, yeah. And if he had have moved, he would have gone on to great. You know, he moved to Bermuda. You know, he moved to a tiny little island, and he's skating again now. You know, he's got some okay. skates. He's like putting out clips. Like, but 
yeah, like it's it's weird. It's London has had so many like people, you know, who just in it for a bit or like yeah, Leon, like he's done loads like for UK he's, culture and like he's, London. He's got to be a contender for having released the most sections ever for someone from London. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, especially throughout. That's, that's like three decades of sections. Yeah, I don't know. And like new stuff. Like I love Bauer. What Bauer does, like obviously Crofty, the fucking lunatic. Like Neil does great things. It's really like I don't know. The last like two or three years, everyone's kind of, kind of like spread out a bit more. Should you say? But everyone's kind of coming back together, you know. And we always more. There's more sessions going on together than like the little like clicky bits. Like so, yeah, it's good. It's quite funny you mentioned Bauer because he was he was singing your praises a lot when I interviewed him. He was like, yeah, he was, he basically described you as like that older guy that took you because you obviously get <laughs> the older like guys. Brother. Yeah, you can get it's the older like guys. Little brother to be, me, man. Yeah, they can, but that can make or break your experience as a skater because. Well, that's what uh, that's what I had, you know, like Rob yeah. Glanville and Paul was all older than me, but they brought me in, and if this is this is my thought, I try to explain to people: if you want a sport to grow and you want people to buy into what you're doing, you have to, you know, you have to open up to these kids. You see these kids, you have to talk to them. You have to, like, arrange to go skate with them. You know, they have to feel part of something, like, if you, if you want it to move on, like. Yeah, and there's if, a you lot give, of people if you give London, them a negative experience, they're not going to want to keep doing exactly, it because they're going to go, gonna, that guy's a dickhead. Like, yeah. Exactly, and this is the thing. When I stopped and I started skating again, I would just skate with all the little kids. Like Jamie Ramsey, Bauer, like Mariko. Do you remember Mariko and her brothers? So. Jamie, Jamie Ramsey was one of the first people I met in London. Though. I met him at was it London? What's it called? Bermondsey, yeah. Bermondsey skate yeah. park. Yeah, white, white, white grounds. Yeah, one of his mates yeah. worked there or like helped open the gate or something. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd skate. I'd skate with all the little the little kids. You know, I just I just want to skate. I don't matter who it's with. I skate with anybody. Like doesn't bother me. And um, I remember, I'll never forget it, like I bumped into all the London skaters, like um, all the old school ones. And they were like, oh, why are you skating with these kids for, man? Like, why don't you come and skate with us? Like, we're filming a video, like, you, we'll give you a part or whatever. Like, it was a Capital Rollers video. And I was like, yeah, yeah, right, man, yeah, no worries. Just let me know where you are and I'll, like, I'll meet you next week. So they'd tell me where to meet them. Then I'd just message all the little kids and be like, yeah, we're meeting here. Come and come session. <laughs> and uh, it didn't go down too well with those guys. Let's put it that way. But fuck it. And like, you have to, you have to bring these kids in. Otherwise, like, you're just going to be a bunch of like grumpy old men. Like, and I think it's never going to carry on. True. But then from their perspective, I guess, if they're on a filming mission, they're probably wanting to be as. I mean, it's never, it wasn't filming all the time. You know? ah, right, and some okay. of these kids were good. Like, these kids, you can get clips of these kids, like yeah. Bauer, Jamie Ramsey, like, they could hold their own, you know? Skate down ledge, skate around. Like, there's, you look at all videos, there's younger kids in them, you know? Like, True, VGs, yeah. you'd have the little kids in there, like, killing it, like, Armand Marchand or whatever, you know? Like, 11-year-old kid, like, killing it. Like, well, well, back in the 90s, the majority of skaters were below 18. Well, so, exactly. Yeah. But you have a super young, if you, if you have an eleven-year-old, even of anyone, yeah. Well, um, but that's what killed it. That's what killed skating because they're all the people that was older all stopped. 
So yeah, there was there was no follow up generation. Yeah. Yeah. If you think that the longevity is you get to a certain age and then you stop, then how's anybody else meant to see longevity in that? You know. Yeah. So that's why you have to. It's like a lot of people who rollerbladed started skateboarding because there's older people in that. You know, it's like oh, well, that guy skateboards still. That's cool. Like oh, I'm on my rollerblades. Like I'm on my little kid still or something. So fuck. Like that's why you have to talk to these kids. Like this, talk to the scooter kids. Talk to the little skateboard kids. Like talk to all of them. Like don't just like. So it pisses me off when people are like hating on sk- scooters. You know, like oh fuck them, man. It's like you're right. Like it, you funny. lived your whole childhood getting abused by older men, and now you're doing that to somebody else. It's it's the cruel irony of it. It's like, do you not yeah. remember every time you went to a skate park and skateboarders used to be like, oh shit, here comes like two hundred rollerbladers. Great, they're just yeah. gonna get in our way. And now, yeah. now you've got the audacity to scream at a like twelve year old kid on a scooter. Exactly. For getting in your talk, way. Yeah. talk to the kid. Explain to him. Like fill him in. Like these are just kids. At the end of the day, you you got a problem. Like you're you're hating on a kid that pisses me off, man. Even like as you say, UKBC. Like some of the shit they talk. Like grown men are back to back to skating. Oh, I hate scooter kids. Like, well, fuck off them. Like get or out. hilariously like, they go. What like what happened to rollerblading? It looks different now, and it's like it should look different. You yeah. last you last took part in it two decades ago. If it was exactly. still the same, it's, that would be really weird. Yeah, so we've all got keychains and like fucking cut off jeans at the bottom. Yeah. Why is yeah. why is no one wearing puberty jeans anymore? I don't know, man. Don't know why. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, we should bring back puberty. No, we shouldn't. Like that was a really bad name for a company. It's a really bad name at a time and a like place. Anglo, yeah. yeah, bring Anglo back. Like do whatever with Anglo, but. Puberty is not the one, man. Like, it's had its moment. It's done. It's done. It. It was. It's, it was a great thing for like a lot of kids at the time. But we're all like, I'm. I'm 40 in two years. You know, <laughs> we're walking around a puberty top. Yeah, but you look young. You could get away with wearing a massive puberty t-shirt. Yeah. You yeah. yeah just, still just shave, just... shave the beard, and you'll just look like a little a little whippersnapper again. Yeah, yeah. It happens every now and again. Uh, just recently, huh? What were we gonna say? I said I just recently I found some puberty shorts actually, and I gave them to Paul O'Toole because he's the only one big enough to fit in them. It's yeah, I've seen huge. I've seen photos of myself wearing like the bright green like puberty jeans when I was younger, and I'm like, man, that did not that that is, that is not, <laughs> aged, not well. aged well. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, the illuminous they had yellow ones, didn't they? They had like red. So many are just like bright red, white, and blue t-shirts and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. I had all the puberty clothes, and yeah, that was. I had the pinstripe, the pinstripe trousers. I was like, yeah, these are these are quite legit. Like, right, a few okay. things in those. Um, right, I've got two more questions for you. This right. should this should be quite easy. First one: Can you remember everyone you've been sponsored by? Right, and I'm gonna list them off, and you just list the ones that I've missed out. Right? Okay. Right, and these are quite recent, so I, I don't even know the old ones from the '90s if there were any. So, rollerblade. Okay. Yeah. Razors. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind not of. really. Yeah. Slap tap. Yeah. Blade club. Yeah. Who've I missed? Uh, Solomon. I couldn't remember whether you skated for them or not because I remember you did the yeah. Unity interview and you were wearing Solomon's in it, but I couldn't remember yeah, if you were yeah, on the no, UK I skated. Team. Right. Yeah, yeah, I skated for them towards the end. Uh, Skaters Paradise, Matt King Skate Shop. Okay. Um, I knew this was going to screw you over. That's why I did it because I was like, you're not going to be able to remember all these brands. 
uh, Skates UK for about two weeks. That's there's a story behind that. I actually got you suggested for the team for that because it was David yeah. that was running the some guy called I think he was Chinese maybe or Asian some I like, don't know man guy yes, called David. Yeah. Well, he yeah. advertised and wheel scene when it first started and he went oh you need to help us out with a team though and i was like all the good skaters yeah, well, it's me actually... and crofty yeah me and crofty all the good skaters have actually got shop sponsors like loco and like proline and that have that covered yeah and then he went well you need to give me and i just gave him a list and yeah your name was one of the names on it and then literally like two or three weeks later they started announcing team members and i was like i picked all these guys <laughs> yeah where's my cut percentage um, of this man uh yeah there's not been there's not been many you know i've not been i don't know i haven't put myself out there for much you know you say that but you've literally been at every uk event for like the past over yeah, 25 because, uh, years yeah i paid for myself to go to all those events you know that was what i mean but you you couldn't be a more visible figure in our national scene yeah but that's I, because it this is this is something i enjoy you know i really like the people like going to these events is like going like seeing your best mates, you know. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not there to comp- like, I've never been one to compete. Like I'll skate, but I'm not like I'm not going to start crying like if I don't place, you know. <laughs> like I'm not going to get emotional about it. So it is what it is. Like I skate probably skate better not in the competition than I do in the competition. Always had like the worst butterflies or like yeah. wanting to piss before you skate like. Oh fuck, man, I really need to piss. Fuck shit. And then that's just on your mind like when you're trying to skate and you fall over and then you need to piss like, even more. If I miss this flat spin, I'm gonna fucking yeah. piss myself in front of everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I land on my ass, I'm definitely gonna piss myself. So like yeah, so yeah, it's just as I say, it's just it was something to do, you know. What else am I gonna do? Sit at fucking home for the weekend. No, I'm gonna spend my money and I'm gonna go and see everyone and probably have a really good time with my mates, like or the family, you know, the collective of bladers. All right. Okay. I need to go and pick my daughter up from nursery in five minutes. I've got one oh, last shit. question. This is the oh, most important on. question. You ready for this? All right. What is it? What's a kiln? A kiln? Yeah. A kiln is when you're put in a situation. It's a heater. It's like you feel your skin boiling. Like it's a, it's an old tool term for an oven. So a kiln is you're, you're in the oven. Like, I mean, I know, a, I know what a literal kiln and kiln yeah, no, is. Yeah, but that's I, what it is. I, I, I that's what, what Londoners is. think a kiln is, right? Like a kiln, it, oh, what do you mean? Like you're I, in a I situation. Could be the most like used phrase I ever heard the entire time. Yeah, I it's a kiln. Like, no matter where you people, went, someone said People it. can be kilned. Like, you know, you're chilling with all the your mates. Like some of them might be well known, some of them might be not. And then like, somebody's just next to you and they're just talking the most shit. And you're just like, Man, I'm in the heater. Like, this is a kill. Like you want to, but he's your mate as well, and you can't tell him to shut up. Like so, it's just sat there and you're burning. You know, like they might as well just fucking close the doors and like just let you just toast away, man. Like it has. It's many. There's many terms for it, but when you feel I, pressure I at one I love moment, the way you've explained that. That's great. Yeah, if you feel pressure like at a time, like and you just want to get out of that situation, that is a kill. Like. That is the, the moment when you're on fire and you're just like, I just need to leave. Like, Scotty, beat me up. I think that's like, the, get me the, out of here. the best way to leave this interview off because <laughs> there couldn't be a more a more London-centric <laughs> answer ever given. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? 
no, just thank you. Thanks for doing it. Uh, thank you for all you do for blading and long mate continue. You better not make me wait another two years for a full street part. Yeah, no, this plans look, look for after that one. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. Got, right, I, I think there's some fire in the belly. Don't worry. Okay, right. Speak soon. All right, peace, Dave.